Whenever you try the leather, it's so amazing because you completely understand that it's, it's treated in a different way. The smell is so natural and so amazing. Also the touch, patina, how it develops with the pass of the time. Welcome to our listeners. I'm honored to welcome Miguel Sanchez, uh, founder and creative director at Café Leather, which is a Spanish company that is specialized in premium leather goods. We're going to talk about his life. We're going to talk about the early stages of his company and, of course, about leather. Hello and welcome, Miguel. How are you? Alles good, Paul. Wie geht's dir? Very, very good. Oh, you speak German. That's that's mainly all I know about German. But uh, yeah, I was uh, one year in uh, Frankfurt. Uh, well, actually in Wiesbaden uh, for Erasmus. So I, I oh, learned a little yeah. bit, but you guys speak really good English. So it's uh, it's hard to learn another, another language. German is very hard to learn. And, and my Spanish is on the same level as your um, German. German, German, I would say. So, hola, que tal? Good, good, good. But uh, yeah, Paul, the, the honor is definitely... That's where it stops. <laughs> the honor is definitely mine. And um, yeah, thank you for having me in partisan time. Where are you right now? Well, actually, I'm in uh, Madrid. I'm uh, in, uh, okay. in Spain. And is that where you live right now? Yes. Actually, uh, I'm, uh, I grew up uh, here in the same place that I'm living right now. Uh, just a uh, neighbor in the north of, uh, of Madrid, just in the perimeter. So I'm pretty close to, to, the, um, to the countryside. So it's kind of uh, living in the big city, but also uh, having the good things about living in the countryside. Absolutely. I have to ask, Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid? Oh, Real Madrid. Of course, Real Madrid. Okay. Yeah, we actually <laughs> so win the final the other, the other weekend. I don't know if you, if you saw the match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very... I'm a big uh, soccer guy. Oh, really? So, what, what are you supporting? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, what are you supporting? My problem is I don't really have a team okay. because I grew up in a city that doesn't have a team. So I support soccer, I would say. And to be fair, the second biggest problem is I worked a fair amount in soccer and that kind of destroys the fandom like it's it's you you need a little bit of distance to be a fan of something same with music or musicians or bands or something um you kind of lose the like there needs to be a little bit of mystery and distance and to really adore something i would say but um that's just my interpretation of it. Uh, definitely not the same to have a hobby than a work so uh yeah i completely yeah. understand that How is it with leather? Were you were you always a fan, or is that uh, because that's that's your passion? I think, yeah, actually, right? actually, it is, and, and definitely not. I mean, I have I have nothing to do with leather. Um, I don't know nothing about leather like seven years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I start um, uh, meeting some brands uh, from the United States uh, that they care so much about the leather and, and uh, more than leather, the vegetable tannin leather. That it's a special process. Uh, that is so respectful and uh, not, no harmful at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know why I start um, uh, having that passion about this, uh, this raw material and I start investigating, uh, meeting the artisans and uh, knowing a little bit more about the, this world. And, uh, and yeah, here I am. I want to go back a little bit. So you did grow up in the same city you're living right now, in the suburbs of Madrid. What was your passion when you were young? Like, did you do any sports? Did you have a craftsmanship? It feels like leather, was it not, when you were a kid? But what was your passion when you were a kid? Well, actually, I mean, my passion was mostly all child's passion. I mean, it was just to enjoy with your friends, uh, play some sports. I like to play uh, soccer. I like to play paddle. Um, uh, oh. Yeah, and uh, just a uh, simple life. I mean, not, uh, not too much. 
Did you go to university after that? Yes, yes. Actually, I, I went to university. I um, I go to um, uh, to make um, uh, business administration. Uh, I did I did prefer to do uh, some marketing stuff, but uh, you know your parents always want you to be a little bit more safe. So uh, I go yeah, for business yeah. and administration, and uh, actually, and uh, in the third uh, in the third year, I went to Wiesbaden, as I told you before, uh, to do yeah. my Erasmus. Probably one of the uh, most beautiful years of my life. Uh, and oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. I guess you find you find a couple of people in Wiesbaden who dream of going to Madrid for their Erasmus. Yes, <laughs> so yes. It's, it's interesting that you see it. Yeah, all, all the people ask me why I went to Germany, but actually, when you go to Germany, you realize that it's it's an amazing country. I just I just really love it. Why? Um, because uh, I think the, the culture is so different that you learn a lot. I mean, here in Spain, we are less disciplinated, um, uh, more impuntual, more, um, yeah, more Latin, I think. And, uh, and you guys, um, well, have all the virtues that, uh, that they are really valuable. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. You are not that cold as people say. I mean, people say that you are cold, but you're not. Yeah, compared to Spanish people, we are, I would say. But um, And Chris is uh, from Frankfurt. Did you know that? Oh, like, no, I he, didn't know that. Uh, grew up, yeah, yeah, he grew up uh, very, very close to your... And I think he went to school in Wiesbaden, as I remember. But oh, sure. maybe I'm wrong about that. Okay, so you learned that you finish studies? Like, did yes. you... Uh, Because I did not. I, okay. I studied uh, business administration as well. And my mom is still mad at me that I did not finish my studies because, yeah, I mean, it is kind of the safe way, I would say, to, uh, especially business administration. Mm -hmm. It's like you have so many options afterwards, but um, it's also a little bit boring the studies it is. i have to admit uh, so and i didn't do erasmus um uh, so yeah i i yeah i dropped out of college i would say which is a cool sentence to say as well right actually actually <laughs> i don't think that's uh, that's so bad i mean i, I really believe that uh, going to university it's uh, more about having five years of your life uh, focus on something and trying to get to some goals uh, but uh, what what I what I really learned how to be a professional uh, it was more working than uh, than in university so um, uh, I don't think you need to go to university like uh, to be uh, uh, whatever you want to be in your life so that's that's definitely not a problem at all yeah I, I agree is the, did you uh, what did you do work-wise after you finished school did you go back to Madrid and to Spain yeah Actually, I went back to uh, Madrid. Then I, um, well, actually, I, I, I started my uh, my professional life in uh, Heineken. Um, I was, oh, okay. yeah, I was working in the marketing department. Uh, there is where I learned uh, what was a big company about, and uh, I really enjoyed that time. It was like an internship. Um, after that, I changed uh, to uh, a startup um, that it was uh, focused on the online sales, actually more focused on flash sales. So what I used to do, it was um, uh, looking for suppliers that can offer me uh, some discounts to uh, offer to our clients for like a few days, like five days, 30% discount or something like that. And um, uh, even I knew that the online shopping was uh, not even the future, but the present. Um, I was really curious about the retail. So I changed, uh, well, I, there, there was one year that I went to Bali with my friends uh, and I met this brand called Deus Ex Machina uh, that, that I was really in love with. Uh, so um, They're from LA originally, right? I think, I think the, yeah. the owner was from Australia, I think. Ah, correct, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they have a big store yes. in LA and I'm a yeah. big, big, big fan. If you can pronounce 
the name right. It's very yeah. hard. But, <laughs> but that's kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah, it is. To have it a is. brand that nobody really knows how to pronounce. Like uh, Emilion Dor. Yeah. Or uh, however it's That's another uh, cool pronounced. brand. I don't know. But you met the guy who founded it. No, actually not. Actually, I didn't mean, uh, meet the, the guy that uh, founded because uh, I was uh, just the brand manager of uh, Spain and Portugal. Uh, but actually, okay. I was working for uh, Soul Room, so I was also the brand manager for many other brands like uh, Veja. I don't know do, uh, these shoes yeah. Yeah. from France. Uh, also, yeah. Woolreads yeah. from the Parkas, Comono, yeah. uh, yeah. so Barracuda. I, I was the brand manager of many brands, so I learned a lot about uh, those brands. And I think that was the perfect moment uh, whenever I understand all the things from the online, the retail, and everything to, to create my, my own brand. And uh, yeah, and that's what I'm doing nowadays. You got to explain it a little bit closer because maybe one or two listeners out there don't know what uh, Café Leather is exactly. Can you uh, give me a brief introduction of what it is you do there? Yeah, um, I mean, um, actually, I mean, if I have to say what is Café Leather, I think that uh, Café Leather is uh, my way to see life uh, expressed through authentic products. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that way of uh, doing things uh, one time was a little bit more slow. Um, uh, like just focusing on uh, on raw materials, on sustainable raw materials, and the best possible artists and hands, and uh, trying to bring back all good traditions. That that will be a, a good summarized way to describe cafe leather. And uh, and of course, one of our main materials uh, or our common thread will be the vegetable tannin leather. That uh, maybe I can explain to you a little bit better later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but but what about the cafe? Because like I understand leather, I understand cafe, but I've never heard cafe leather or leather cafe. So um, is there a story behind how you came up with that name, or explain it? To it me actually too. is. I mean, uh, I mean, we we really thought that uh, it was important to have a name that uh, it was short. Uh, that you can mainly pronounce it in all the in all the languages because uh, I knew that the brand will be uh, better sales uh, outside of Spain than uh, probably in Spain and and actually at the moment uh, the coffee was growing so fast I don't know if you remember but uh, 10 years ago yeah. you only drink coffee for having extra extra power for your day and uh, actually today is just like a ritual so you you can take like 20 minutes to to make your own coffee uh, with uh, the the proper temperature uh, the the specific roastery uh, and uh, and all that stuff so uh, there was actually a uh, a uh, kind of coffee that is called specialty coffee. Uh, this coffee is uh, really like handcrafted. It's uh, all the processes are artisanal. So it was like really, really, really close to what we are doing, but with leather. So uh, we decided to go that way. And uh, we decided to go to, um, to a sustainable way processes because uh, we also noticed that uh, uh, whenever you go to a supermarket, uh, a few years ago, you only have like one fridge with uh, a few bio yogurts. Uh, and that was all. But nowadays you have like three or four rows full of uh, bio and eco and uh, yeah. those kind of things. So, um, yeah, definitely the the world was going through us that way. So, um, yeah. What was the very, very first product the very first, you guys released? Yeah, the very first product was uh, wallets. And uh, it is not that I'm a wallet guy. I mean, it's not like my passion, but I really love designing wallets. And uh, actually, it okay. was more about taking less risk at the beginning. So whenever you start a company, one of the things that you, you have to thought about is how do I take the, the, the less risk possible? 
And actually, the, the wallets have no gender. Uh, they also have not like a period of time in the year that you have to sell them, like for example, uh, swimsuits or, or any other things that only can sell a few months in the year. Uh, also, you don't have sizes. Uh, so yeah, it was easy to produce just a few of them. So uh, I started with that, uh, but actually it was not my passion. So after that, I just start realizing that uh, what I should do is start making products that can transmit or can express uh, my values and, uh, and my way of life. So uh, then they came the driving gloves that probably they are one of our best sellers and, and we didn't expect that. I mean, uh, we just did it because we love driving and we love cars and uh, suddenly, I don't know why, but uh, the people just uh, love them and, uh, and uh, nowadays we're selling a lot of gloves. Very, very interesting to listen to you. The, the wallet story... Um, Wiesbaden really treated you well. It's quite German <laughs> to go the safe way, you know, like to think about and not to follow the passion and don't care about what others others say. Sorry, um, but it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a clever way to do it, to be honest. And then out of would you say it was luck or or try and error to 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 find out a product that people liked you didn't expect to like or was it courage or was it what's the biggest value in this i think that uh, i mean always luck is a point uh, but uh, i always say this i mean luck is not coming uh, without doing nothing i mean normally luck is something that you're looking for so uh, whenever you work hard in your life and uh, you put some passion uh, normally the luck some days it's going to come so i think it was more hard work than uh, than luck uh, but of course also uh, luck is uh, something that uh, help us in, in sometimes at least whenever you uh, suddenly meet people like for example whenever we we make the collaboration with IWC that was not not luck because we were looking for but uh, yeah suddenly just some some guy from the from the marketing team saw a brand and they just wanted to contact us so uh, I suppose that we were in the right moment in the right place um, should I call that luck luck Pro is when preparation yes. meets opportunity yeah, i always say so that is kind of so you're now doing it for seven years you said right yeah that's how old it is what's what's been like take me a little bit through the ups and down of of seven years of uh, founding your own company running your own company and creating uh, goods like what's what's been the highlight probably iwc but other than that maybe there's another highlight of these seven years um and uh, what, what's been some challenges like what's where were you so, struggling because so there's a lot to learn i guess yeah so long story short um yeah i mean there, there are there are so many different challenges actually every single day is a challenge i mean you you know more more than me about entrepreneurship and uh, actually every single yeah. day is crazy i mean whenever you go to your office uh, you want to do something and uh, suddenly just uh, appear some stuff that you didn't expect and you have to do another thing and another thing and probably your to-do list is um, bigger whenever you go out of the office than whenever you get in so um, yeah challenges are everywhere um, probably one of, uh, of the highlights that I have to say for sure it was a collaboration with IWC um, actually we were so lucky that uh, we collaborate not only with IWC but also with many other brands like Mercedes AMG and, and other brands that um, I really don't understand why we get there but I really I really <laughs> I really believe that whenever you 
um, treat yourself like uh, you are not smaller than anyone. So, uh, and let me explain that. I mean, uh, of course, uh, IWC or Mercedes-AMG, they are huge companies, I mean, compared to us. Uh, but the values are the same and the philosophy is the same. So wh why shouldn't we collaborate? I mean, uh, it's, it's always a win-win situation if you, if you can uh, focus somehow. So, um, so I, really, I really think that our highlights will be probably the, the collaborations we've made so far. Um, also used having the website that we have today and uh, that was that was also a hard work for sure uh, the community we have uh, in Instagram and different platforms um, and actually just surviving I mean uh, we, we have passed through a pandemic uh, yeah I mean yeah. so many stuff coming up and, um, and we're still alive so uh, yeah I mean I have to say thank you to so many people that trust in us and, uh, and all our customers that uh, every day are, are used uh, making this uh, happen You just said um, IWC or Mercedes is way bigger than you. How many people are working for Cafe Leather right now? Well, we're actually 10 people at the workshop. I mean, like in the day-to-day. -day. Okay. Um, but actually, I'm always saying the same. I mean, uh, the, the, the funny thing about these kind of companies is that you are mostly uh, doing the same departments that a big company. So you have uh, logistics, you have uh, operations, you have marketing, you have sales, uh, customer service, uh, quality control. So you have mainly everything because we, we design the product and we produce the the main material that we are using for our products um, so uh, we need we need a lot of people and uh, actually we are 10 in-house but then we have all the artisans behind uh, in uh, many different places in the world like Ubrique in Cadiz in Spain uh, that is a mainly manufacturer but also on Italy United States and uh, and many other on other places but you do produce locally yep. Mainly locally, but it is true that I'm, I'm always saying this. I mean, I don't want to produce locally something that we don't know how to produce. So uh, probably if I want to produce <laughs> beer, I'll go probably to Germany. I mean, you guys know better than nobody to produce beer. Uh, but uh, yeah. so that's why we are producing, for example, some, uh, some uh, work gloves made with special leather. They are produced in the uh, United States because they know better than nobody uh, how to make this. Okay. Okay. Or the waxed canvas that is produced in England because they are, they are the main uh, um, suppliers of this kind of, uh, of fabrics so uh, yeah just looking the best place to produce everything you have quite a big product portfolio if i can say like you're, you're dropping product after product like how big is it what what other products are there well you know the bad thing is that uh one of our handicaps and uh yeah between brackets but uh, one of our handicaps is that whenever you buy something from us Uh, you will probably don't need anything else from that category. I mean, like when, when you buy a wallet <laughs> and, and it lasts all your life, I mean, what should I sell uh, after that? So the good thing is that whenever you try the wallet and you see the quality and you see that it's the best wallet in your life or, or you try the gloves and they are the softest you've ever feel, then you want to buy the keychain or then you want to buy the travel bag or even the apron or anything. So we are constantly looking for producing new products, new collaborations, so we refresh Uh, the portfolio and, uh, and the people is uh, happy enough to to keep on buying you are a great salesman i, I want to i'm gonna buy your products straight away if it lasts forever that that's yeah i'm i'm sure I've, i've seen them and i've seen some at iwc in schaffhausen and it's it's amazing it's great craftsmanship and it's it's really really a, a very very special product but i want to learn a little bit more about leather because um Out of my, it's 2023, so uh, we got to talk a little bit about how sustainable it mm -hmm. is, and I know it's very important to IWC as well. And uh, it's it's an animal product, and yes. there's alternatives to it which you use. Can you walk me through what what's what's happening right now with leather 
as of today? Actually, let me let me just try to explain you why I believe I really believe that uh, this is probably one of the most sustainable products in the in the planet. Um, actually, whenever they talk now about uh, about vegan leather or any other kind of uh, non-animal leather, um, we are mainly talking about plastic or or petrol uh, derivatives. So um, so actually, that's something that we are not uh, believing in. We don't try any plastic. This zero plastic company. Uh, we only work with uh, recycled materials and actually the leather that we used uh, is producing the most sustainable and natural way possible. And actually, this is the same way that they used to do it a hundred years ago. Uh, vegetable tanning processes, uh, I think it's just the 5% of the total leather. So 95% of the leather is produced with chromium. Chromium is a really harmful chemical uh, that, uh, I mean, even if you throw just uh, uh, a small uh, amount of, of this uh, chemical to a river, you will kill all the animals in there. Uh, so we produce it with uh, vegetable tannins and uh, the difference is that uh, whenever you use chrome, uh, it, it takes like one, one day only, so it reduces cost a lot. And uh, actually our processes take um, up to 45 days and uh, more than 50 different processes to get to what, uh, what you uh, finally got in your hands. And, uh, and whenever you try the leather, uh, it's so amazing because you completely understand that it's, it's treated in a different way. The smell is so natural and so amazing. Um, also the touch, um, the patina, how it develops with the pass of the time because the, the pores remain open yeah. as the difference with, uh, with the chromium. So whenever it passes the time, um, you make the, your product more unique and unique. And that's something our, our clients love. Uh, actually, whenever they lose their wallets, they always call us and say like, hey, I, I want my wallet back. And we say like, okay, we can, we can replace it. But they say, I don't want a replacement. I mean, I want my wallet because it was, it was their wallet. It was uh, their uniqueness. Great, yeah. 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 I really, I really like that. Now I can talk forever, but we're a little bit limited on time about leather. I want to talk a little bit more about you and your position in there. You're a good salesman. I learned <laughs> that. But you're also a creative director. Yeah. What What does that mean in this case? Like, what, what's your job in there? Well, actually, I mean, that's that's like a way of uh, of calling my my position. But uh, as I said before, I mean, uh, the, the days are really crazy. So you have to do a lot of things, and you have to. Uh, to try and help all departments possible. So uh, the creative director, I think what we, what we used to do in our day-to-day is just try to understand uh, perfectly the, the philosophy and the values behind the brand uh, and try to, um, try to use the word coherence in the most um, uh, beautiful way, if, if I can say that. Uh, so it's, it's just about coherence all the time. It's, if you say something, you do something. It's not, it's not about that you say something for marketing actions and then whenever you are in the back office, you do whatever you, you like uh, in the opposite way. So it's just trying to make the, all the team understand uh, what are our values, uh, where do we want to get, what are our goals, and, um, and, uh, and, yeah, and how, how we should get um, to achieve um, our, our highlights, as you said before. It seems like you have a lot of ideas. And where do you get your inspiration from? Like, well, who are you following? Or what are you following? Or are you going out in the nature and it just comes to you? Or, or how do you get inspired? Actually, I'm following pretty interesting people. I mean, actually, uh, I have to say people like you, Paul. I mean, I think you are, you're such an inspiration guy. And, uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of people that it's really, really cool. I, I know that social media is probably not, not something uh, good in sometimes, but uh, for inspiration, it's, it's really good to understand how others see life and uh, more when you meet people that it's, uh, it's trying to express in a natural way and not uh, just because it's Instagram. So uh, there's a lot of people inspiring me in Instagram for sure. Uh, a lot of brands, as you said, uh, I'm Elio or uh, Keith. There are some really cool brands just doing really cool stuff. 
out there and uh, and also you have uh, a lot of things surrounding you that uh, inspires you i mean nature is probably the best place that you can get inspired for sure um i love traveling i actually love cooking also that i know that you also like it um yeah Uh, so so yeah i mean uh, you can get inspired anywhere i mean just uh, probably probably one of the best inspiration moments uh it's uh, a nice sunset uh with uh, uh with the love of my life adriana and just a fresh beer or a cold wine um that that would be probably uh, one of the most inspirations moments uh, in my life and i i just love that the sunsets are a special moment for sure for me Absolutely. Uh, the the last and the first bit of a day yeah. is very very special. And uh, but I couldn't agree more regarding Instagram. I'm I'm taking a lot of my inspiration out of that and it's inspiration is a big word, you know, like like I would I, I'm copying a lot or I'm remixing yeah. a lot. So um but you need stuff uh, to to like part of me is like like a little truffle pig you know like i'm i'm finding stuff that i like and the selection of the stuff that i like is already creating somehow maybe a little bit um i don't see myself as an artist but um still uh, it's it's a weird times and nobody really knows what an artist in 2023 really does but i do have to admit that instagram is a big 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 source of inspiration especially because storytelling is so important over there and brands who do it well or people who do it well um really uh, like yeah it it caters to their qualities so good stories are found on social media especially on instagram so um, i'm i'm really a lot on instagram and i really enjoy it in between because i get a lot of inspiration and the algorithm helps you yeah. if you're interested in new things uh, all of a sudden uh, it uh, flushes you a lot in there so that's that's very good But you're also a founder. So you founded the company and I learned a lot uh, when you were talking about uh, the first years. Um, what would you say uh, to, to a younger person or, or to somebody who wants to start their own business, maybe in accessories, maybe somewhere around there? What was something you would be happy to have known before? Uh, and maybe you can say it here so somebody learns something. Well, as a founder, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I, I think I always say the same. Um, whenever you want to be an entrepreneur, um, uh, that should be something that should came really, really from your inside. I mean, it's it's not that you are just uh, completely uh, sick and tired of your boss, or do you do you just want to quit your job? It's it's more than that. It's something that you you are passionate about, and you understand that you will have to. Uh, to put your feet into mud. I don't know if you can say it that way, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. if you the, that you, you should understand that it will be a few years of really really hard working. Uh, probably that the, the the results are not going to be uh, successful in the very first years. Uh, but you have to believe in yourself so much. Uh, just uh, uh, of course listening to others. That's uh, something really really interesting and the, the opinions. But you have to filter that and uh, understand what will be uh, good for your company and uh, and process it uh, but yeah i think i think i would just say to work hard and um, what should i say that i i would love to that someone uh, should tell me before um, i don't know just just start i mean uh, don't 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 wait till you have everything perfectly uh, managed i mean uh, don't 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 uh, don't start whenever you have the perfect product or the perfect marketing strategy or the perfect website just just start i mean uh, just keep on running um, start a little bit walking uh, then go faster and uh, then finish up 
running as fast as you can. But uh, you just don't want to run uh, so fast in the beginning. And uh, actually, as I said, don't wait too much to, to start because if you wait too much, you probably uh, lose a little bit of your passion and uh, that'll be hard to, to get it back. Couldn't agree more. What's next uh, with you? Are there any more uh, collaborations coming up? Do you have new launches coming up? Yes, actually. I mean, there's, uh, there's a few things coming up with the IWC team uh, that I cannot say yeah. so much about. I saw some of them. They're, 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 they're looking great. Okay. I gotta admit, it's, uh, I want it. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, actually, yes, we have some other collaborations in the, in the oven and a new products that I'm pretty sure that you also love. As I said, I mean, we want to be like uh, not a wallets brand or a, or a gloves brand, but a total look brand. So we are uh, probably uh, soon um, launching uh, leather jackets. We are producing Japanese denim, Selvets pants, um, nice uh, socks for, for winter, uh, and new watch straps made of Cordova and that you will love them. I mean, uh, they are they're so amazing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, so much things coming up. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I have one last question before we wrap it up, um, which I always ask everybody. If you have a little bit of extra time every day, an hour, or every week, a day, or every month, uh, uh, a week, or something like, what would you use it for? If somebody gives you the, the present of more time, What would be the first thing you would use it for? That, 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 that was actually a question that I will ask you. I mean, how you manage time, Paul? I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy how, how many things you do in a day. I mean, I, I really don't know how you do that. I have a simple answer to that, okay. to be honest. What's the answer? Move to California. Okay. Because okay. Time, the time difference really makes life very time efficient. Because I still mainly work with Europe. And I did. Uh, I moved seven years ago. And I worked five years in Formula One, the first five years, the last two years not. And, but I'm, I'm still mainly working with uh, clients or my companies in Germany or in Europe. So I'm waking up at 6 a.m., which is already 3 p.m. in Germany or in Europe. Okay. So you only have like three to maximum six hours. To be fair, I, I, my German team does work till 9 p.m., so they start a little later. But um, but after that, uh, it's it's free time. So I'm not working that much. I'm just working very effective. And a lot of problems are solved by themselves until I wake up on the east uh, west coast of, of California. So the time difference really, really made me way more efficient than I've ever been before. So move to California, it's quite easy. <laughs> so <Again>. so <laughs> we, we can say that you have like 27 hours a day? But sort of, no, 24 plus 9, okay, I would say. Okay. You know, like whatever that makes in math, like 33 hours I have. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, but uh, sometimes, and I'm losing one day. But yeah, no, uh, that, that really helped on my side. But um And to be fair, nobody ever asked me. I'm asking that question every single person that I'm talking to. And we did a couple of, of uh, episodes over here. And I, I don't think anybody ever asked me what I would use my extra hour for. So I got to think about that. But, but you probably use it for sunsets. I yeah, would say actually, sunsets is a good, good thing, right? Actually, I mean, yes. I mean, sunsets are anything that have to do with, uh, with my friend and my family. I mean, you know that entrepreneurship, uh, what you don't have is time. I mean, you're always looking for more time in your life. And whenever you have those moments, um, I, I just I want to spend some time uh, doing some sports, traveling, um, going to meet in new restaurants. And uh, yeah, spending time with family and friends, I think is the best you can do whenever you have a free moment. I would probably use it for yoga. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's the best that's thing. I have you to work to work on that. 
I, I start I start one day Pilates, and I think it, yeah. I, I only went like two times, uh, so I I stopped it. But I really believe that it's something that uh, uh, clears your mind and uh, helps your um, your body to uh, to the day to day. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. I could talk to you forever, but we got to wrap it up, Miguel. Thank you very much for those insights. I'm very much looking forward to those collaborations that I may have seen a glimpse of it. But uh, to our listeners out there, uh, there's stuff to come. You can you can very much look forward to that. Thanks for that talk and have a great day uh, in Madrid today. I hope it's good weather over there. It is great weather here in Stuttgart, Germany, where I am. And I'm looking forward to meet you soon, my friend. Thank you so much, Paul. It was a real pleasure. Uh, it was uh, it was amazing to talk with you. Hasta luego. That's Hasta the luego. second word. I have. Do you can you say bye bye in German? Yeah, choose, choose. Ah, perfect. I'll feel the same. I'll feel We both are uh, dual language. Absolutely, Fluent we are bilingual. Spanish and German. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Miguel. Bye bye. bye, -bye.